Hey there, guys, and welcome back to the Travis and Damien Podcast, episode 48. We're available on anchor.fm slash Travis Damien Podcast, along with Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more. If you guys would like to ask us any questions, you can leave a voice message at the Anchor link or in the YouTube comments section. Today, we're going to be talking about general gaming news, then our recent activities, including No More Heroes 2 and Attack on Titan. Lastly, we'll talk about PlayStation news. First up. Mass Effect Legendary Edition is announced. So this was something that was rumored for a very, very long time that they were going to do a remaster of the original Mass Effect trilogy because uh, I believe the, the newest one, Andromeda or whatever, yeah, wasn't Andromeda. received so well by fans and people have been wanting a sort of like upscale remaster and they are delivering on that. So Bioware is doing it. I don't think they uh, you know gave this to a third party or anything. They're doing this in-house uh, and they are pretty much upgrading all of the games uh, to optimize in 4K, all DLCs included, and they modernized the experience so that fans and new players can experience the original works, the original work in its best possible form. It's going to be released in spring 2021 for Xbox One, PlayStation 4, and PC, and then they will be forward backwards compatibility with the new consoles, Xbox Series S and PlayStation 5. So, what do you think about this, Damien? Uh, I think this is really great because um, I actually tried to play Mass Effect 1 a few years ago on Origin, but the PC port's a little, you know, it's not great because it's, like, an older, you know, it's, like, from, like, 2007 or whatever the mm-hmm. Mass Effect 1 first came out. And I know my brother loves Mass Effect. Well, he loves 1 and 2. <laughs> he loves most of 3, but, yeah, the ending does get kind of kind of not great. But he does say it's, like, one of his favorite series, like, ever. And I'm actually really excited to, like, really dive into it with this remaster. And, again, this was a rumor for a while, so I kind of, like held off and ever playing the rest of the Mass Effect games because I'm like, oh, I'll just wait until there's like some uh, like, you know, remaster version. Kind of like what I'm doing with the Metroid Prime trilogy since that's been rumored for a while too that's going to get a um, Switch port. It just hasn't happened yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I'm very excited. And it also makes it really convenient since uh, a lot of the Mass Effect games, well, all these Mass Effect games carry over your save data from one game to another. So they like like pick the choices you did and they actually matter in the next game so mm-hmm. i think that would just be way easier if they were like in one thing you know like well i'm yeah. assuming it's in one thing like you just pick it from a, uh, a menu uh so yeah I, i'm personally very excited for it uh from what little i played from mass effect one like i thought the world building was super cool there's a lot of really interesting like lore and like alien species and stuff um the the combat isn't great, obviously, but, you know, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I didn't really expect much from, like, you know, like a Western RPG from that time period. I mean, like, I love Fallout New Vegas, but the combat definitely wasn't one of the reasons why I like it. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm personally really excited for it. And having all the DLC and it being, like, I guess, forward compatible, I guess they're calling it now, mm-hmm. um, you know, for getting more enhancements for the PS5 and Xbox Series X, I think that's also really neat. I don't know what I'm going to pick it up for. I might just pick it up for PC, but... Uh, we'll see about that. Yeah. I don't know if you have anything else to say. <laughs> I mean, you know, my uh, history with Mass Effect is very interesting. I tried to buy it at GameStop and my mom said no because I had sexual themes or whatever. Yeah. But that was pretty troll because fuck GameStop. But anyways, uh, yeah, it's very interesting. Uh, maybe this will give me a chance to actually give the series an actual shot because like you said, uh, each save carries from one to another. So the fact yeah. that it's probably going to be on one collection and you could just, you know, pick the game and go on to the next one and not have to worry about, oh, is my save going to transfer properly? Is my choices going to carry on to the next? Because uh, that seems like a very important factor for this for this series. And that's going to be very fun. My phone is not on silent, my bad. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm going to be very interested to see on how this remaster does in terms of financial sales because you know there's so many mass effect fans out there if this sort of collection doesn't do all that well uh that's going to be a very worrying sign because i know that people want another mass effect game so uh hopefully those fans that want a new one will support this one because it seems like that bioware has been working on this one this entire time since andromeda maybe um obviously we don't know that but yeah hopefully that this does well and Mass Effect fans get what they want is another Mass Effect game that isn't like the last one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because Bioware hasn't been doing so hot, you know, with uh, Mass Effect Andromeda and Anthem, like they've just been kind of not doing hot. So mm-hmm. having like a really good Mass Effect game as their next big thing would really help them, because <laughs> yeah. a lot of people don't really have a lot of faith in them anymore. So I guess uh, they're and- like uh, Plan C was like, all right, uh, Anthem didn't do so well. Fuck, I guess we just got to remaster Mass Effect, you know? Basically, it's like easy, easy money, honestly, and mm-hmm. I, and it's it's just nice to have these uh, these games come out in like a modern set of you know uh, formats. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. 
And uh, speaking of failures, we got Square Enix reports a 48 million <laughs> loss following the release of uh, underperforming Marvel's Avengers. So I think this was pretty evident with the fact that the game just got dogged on <laughs> when it came out. Uh, you know, there was a lot of bad press about it even before it came out, you know, with just mm-hmm. the character models, uh, the fact that it's a live service game and not like a story game or I guess just a single player game. Um and yeah, all the reviews were right. Like the game just isn't really great. Like the live service aspect really hurts the game, and it's sad too. Because I think if Crystal Dynamics really made the game into a great single player game, I, I think it would have been great. Because a lot of people were saying the campaign is the best part about this game. But just after you beat the story and then you're up to like the live service grind, it just feels so like hollow. Like it's, like nothing is really thought out. The loot's really under like whelming. The there's monetization everywhere. Like you just can't really abuse a player like that and just assume they're just going to spend money on the game, you know? Like, Mm -hmm. I I think player, like, you know, people now know that when a game is taking advantage of them, and this game certainly is doing that when you're making people pay for each character's battle pass, and, you know, you have to buy a $60 game also. Like, it's it's just too much, and it really doesn't surprise me that the game is underperforming as much as it is, you know? Yeah, definitely. Uh, Like you said, the bad press before the game came out, uh, well, for one thing, the game's advertisement was through the roof. Like, this game is being advertised literally everywhere. It's on, like, gum. It's, like, on, like, Verizon stuff. Like, the the amount of advertisement that this game got and the fact that it was still at a loss was kind of crazy. Yeah. Um, and the bad price itself, uh, I was watching Summit 1G play the beta on PC. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, that game was just crashing or whatever because, like, he had, like, a setting wrong or whatever. And I'm like, this guy probably has, like, a monster-ass PC. Like, how is this How is this happening, you know? Um, and the fact that it is a live, a live service game and not a single-player game obviously hurt it, too. And it sucks that that aspect of the game literally hurts the game directly as well. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I just think that... The first time we saw this game, I mean, just like hearing about a Avengers game sounds exciting. And then the first time we saw the game, it was like, oof, yikes. Like, this is not like what people really expected. It wasn't something that got people really excited for. Um, And that was obviously like a very telling sign for me personally to be like, all right, I should definitely be wary of whether I should buy this game or not. Because when they announced Spider-Man for PlayStation, I was like, maybe I should buy it. But then I was like, I'll wait for a price drop because that's going to be a free update either way. So, yeah, and we don't know when, like, the PlayStation 5 version is going to come out because I'm pretty sure if I am going to buy a version of the game, it's going to be that one now. Um, But, yeah, and I just think that when there's so many examples in the gaming sort of, I guess, community and, like, games in general that we've seen where, like, live service has failed, obviously Anthem we just talked about and several Mm -hmm. other games. I mean, like, Destiny didn't do so hot at the start, and then it sort of ramped up as they added more content and started getting better about it. Um, And then I think Destiny 2 is sort of similar, which is kind of weird. But yeah, I just think that live service games in general, like people just expect like they're not going to be good at the start, but they're going to be better later, which is unfortunate because like it should be good at the start, you know? Yeah. Uh, no, I, I feel the exact same way. Like, I feel like the game should, like, just be good from the start <laughs> and then you make it better, you know? Like, just releasing, like, basically an early access game and just saying, hey, we'll make it better later. It's just not... That's not going to do it, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, I think people dog on live service, like, too much just because of these bad examples. Like, these AAA companies are just, like, cash grab. It's sort of like when Battle Royales became really popular or MOBAs and there were just a ton of different clones of them. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, the ones that are good are going to stay good. So, like, League and Dota, like, stand the test of time because, you know, they're just the biggest ones and the most quality of them. Mm-hmm. And I think live service games can also get to that point with Destiny. I mean, like, most games are live service games. I mean, like, Dota and, and um, League are technically live service games as well. You know, just keep adding content, balance patches. Um, so it definitely is a model that could work. You just got to care for the game, you know? And yeah. things like Marvel's Avengers just feels like a like a cash grab. Like It feels like, hey, this is the new trendy thing. Let's just do like the looter live service game, even though it makes like no sense as like for Avengers. So, um, Oh, so it doesn't help, again, that Crystal Dynamics never really made a game like this. They made the new, um, uh, what do you call them? Tomb, Tomb Raider. Raider games. Yeah, the new Tomb Raider games. And, like, like you can't really expect them to make, like, a good life service game. They never had that under their belt. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I think Square really, like, screwed up here. They should just, like, hey, make a good single-player game. Like, 
just like it'll probably make way more money than it is now and they should have just done that like I, i'm just like baffled to just try to do a live service game with avengers <laughs> it just doesn't really make sense to me you know it just feels like such a cash grabby like attitude and also yeah. with all the commercials like oh buy like five gum and you get like a skin like all of it feels so gross i'm like um, <laughs> i don't know man yeah definitely um Live service games are very popular, but also the big di- the biggest difference between Destiny and this game and with like League is that like there's no like sort of paywall to get into it. Like you yeah, yeah, just yeah. You're right. you, you just play League on like a goddamn toaster or whatever. But like with these games, you have to for one, you know, buy the game, and then after that, there's stuff afterwards that you have to buy as well. It does feel a little, you know, sort of like ooh, like maybe they shouldn't price it at sixty or you know have it start at a, a lower price because you know nowadays you could buy or i think destiny like destiny yeah, 2 Des- you could play destiny- for free right yeah destiny 2 is now free you just gotta buy like the expansions which is fine and mm-hmm. even other live service games like warframe or path of exile those games are also free and they provide three uh free updates as well like the only things you have to pay for is skins and people would gladly buy those because they feel like the company is you know, providing them with enough content for free that like a player would like wail the game more because they feel good about it. With mm-hmm. Avengers, it's just like, hey, pay sixty bucks and then pay more microtransactions. It just doesn't feel good. With like even less content than those games, so yeah, you kind of got like give and take. And I-, I think these games, like you said, do have to be priced either lower or just be free, and then have it be like monetized with like skins or whatever like i think that's fine but them doing like having the cake and eating it too isn't going to work out for anyone <laughs> yeah definitely should have just made this a single player game in all honesty yeah. so yeah <laughs> all right moving on from there is uh some fake news that was going around but also something that was actually happening with the xbox series x so the next generation of consoles have launched and we have seen some twitter reports of the xbox series x doing some interesting things so first we'll tackle the fake news which is the fact that the console is smoking um so uh people were faking this by like having like their vape thing like being (laughs) next to it or whatever because like when the xbox is on it's blowing a lot of air through the fan and obviously the air goes through the top so people were using this as a way to sort of fake it um and yeah i mean obviously this spread very fast uh the video that i linked has 3.4 million views um but obviously people are not going to see that the fact that it was fake so what do you think about like this whole like smoking xbox thing (laughs) i think it's just really easy to like spread misinformation and then it goes everywhere and everyone thinks it's like real but Mm -hmm. i mean it got debunked pretty fast but still it, it does show how fast things could spread and just like give things a bad image Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and with this case, all that smoke coming out of the Xbox. I'm like, when I first saw it, I'm like, that can't be right. And then I looked, and I'm like, yeah, <laughs> it's fake. Okay, um, because I, I feel like the, the like such a glaring issue would probably have been caught in like QA yeah. or whatever. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I think it just shows. I, I mean, yeah, the, the console. I'm not saying the new consoles aren't going to have problems. You know, there's been reports that you know with the PS5 and Xbox, like you know, they have issues with bricking and you know stuff that you would expect from a new, like a first wave of new consoles. That's always to be expected. But mm-hmm. something this like egregious, I'm like, yeah, that's <laughs> that should that probably wasn't going to get past QA. Like that probably would have been an extra month in the lab there. So yeah, um, yeah you know, I, I it's funny. Like you know, it's funny once you know it's fake because you're just vaping into it, but. Yeah, I, I'll say just, you know, always look out, always look out for a source, see if it's real, you know, don't always assume like crazy things like this are actually happening <laughs> with, with the stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah, because definitely when I saw it at first, I was like, there's no, like, I was like, no way that this is actually happening, yeah. right? Like, what the hell happened to this guy's Xbox? Like, it's been a day, like, what did he do? Uh, but yeah, you know, people just spreading misinformation or whatever. Uh, but the disk drive, oof. I'm pretty yeah. sure this is real. I I'm not sure if uh, this has been debunked yet or oh wait the tweet that I linked this guy deleted it. But anyways, the disk drive. Uh, I'll try to find another tweet. But pretty much the disk drive is hella loud. Um, I'm not sure if this is with every single Xbox. Uh, but when you like put a disk in, um, it is going to be really goddamn loud. Yeah, I don't know exactly what the case is there. Uh, but that just seems like uh, oversight or something. I'm not entirely sure. It, it might be, like, it could be that consoles really do want to move away from disc at this point, since mm-hmm. even with the PlayStation, like, oh, we just have a whole digital version. And, I mean, usually I get my games digital, but I'm trying this generation to get them uh, physically again, 
just because I kind of like having the boxes. I kind of miss it because I only have like five PS4 games that are physical. Everything else is digital. And I don't know, I kind of miss having a box, but that's besides the point. I think like consoles are maybe like uh, like treating disk drives as like a secondary thing now. Like it's kind of like, oh, you could have it if you want. But since a lot of games you have to install like updates and a bunch of other stuff, like, I don't know. Um, it, it could just be an oversight or it could just be a defunct. Like, I don't know. I, again, it's, we're going to see a lot of weird things with these consoles over the past like week or two. Just because mm-hmm. it's like the first wave of them. It was made during Corona. You know, there's, a, there's been a lot of issues this year. So. It wouldn't surprise me if some people get some consoles that are a little funky. Uh, again, I, I'm hoping my, you know, my PS5 is okay. You know, <laughs> hoping your PS5 is okay. I mean, I just got my PS5, mm-hmm. like literally before we started the podcast. I'm hoping it's okay. Uh, but yeah, always, always be on the lookout for that. And if it is having an issue, you know, just contact uh, Microsoft or Sony, and hopefully they can help. Yeah, you. hopefully, hopefully they'll be able to help you because uh, trying to contact like the retailer that you bought it from, all they could do is just refund you, which yeah, you do not want to do during these times. Um, I looked up the the sell the resale price that the PlayStation Five is going for, and it's definitely double, if not more. Um, I've seen it be sold the uh, the uh, disc drive edition uh, be sold for like one k. Uh, the digital edition sold for like eight hundred, nine hundred. Um, the Series X is also going around for that much, which is kind of crazy because it seems like that one is sort of like the lesser desired console out of the two when you just look at like Twitter and stuff like that because mm-hmm. people meme about like, hey, babe, can you like get me, you know, like the PS5 or whatever? Like, <laughs> what do I got to do? This and that. Uh, but yeah, definitely the resale value of these consoles are definitely high. And if you're able to snatch one or get one uh you should be extremely grateful i definitely am the fact that i was even able to get two of them uh and by the way the second one is going to my neighbor i'm not reselling it i'm not doing anything like that and i resold it to him for the price i paid for which was 543 dollars because of tax it's 43 dollars in tax which is kind of crazy but uh yeah definitely extremely grateful that i was lucky enough to even get one to be in with so mm-hmm. But yeah, going back to the whole, you know, disk drive thing and these consoles doing weird things, like you said, that's definitely going to happen. I think that the disk drive one is definitely very egregious. And I think that that should have been like really looked at. I'm not exactly sure if that's just like yeah. a few <laughs> of the consoles because like that's like a huge thing. It's like I we put a game in and then it sounds like it's going through the goddamn uh, recycling thing or whatever. It, <laughs> like it just it just sounds crazy that that was even able to get through. Um, but obviously, like you said, Another thing is like, you know, breaking of consoles. Uh, someone at my store, uh, they had to return their PS5, which I don't know why they did that. They returned it because the hard drive wasn't working, which I'm like, why not just like contact Sony? Because like now you're probably out of luck of a PS5 because they're sold out everywhere again. You know, pre-orders went up at like midnight uh, yesterday or whatever. Uh, and those things obviously sold out instantly and websites were crashing, yada, yada, yada. So, Yeah. <laughs> yeah people people really want a ps5 if you can so <laughs> mm-hmm. and even the xbox it the xbox might be sitting there for an extra five seconds but believe me people really really want the series x and even the series s if they have to sort of go to that yeah it, it, it's been honestly crazy and i hate doing it usually i like to go physically like uh, every new console i usually get at gamestop but mm-hmm. you know with corona i'm like all right i'll just get it you know online and you know it, it's kind of more of a pain in the ass i'm gonna be honest like if they ever <laughs> released like a new switch or a switch pro or whatever i'll probably just like get it physically because i hate like ordering consoles online so yeah, yeah. it's always it's always really annoying mm-hmm. ordering consoles online because it is a little stressful when you're kind of like all right is it gonna ship is it gonna arrive on time because like i was definitely feeling that with uh my first uh, PS5 pre-order, which I got from Walmart, I was like, they didn't send me any emails, like a order confirmation, nothing. They took money out of my credit card, but I was like, is this thing going to arrive? And then when I woke up the day of release, which was yesterday, uh, it said that it was shipped and it was coming to my house. And I was like, okay, cool. Uh, with the Target one, uh, which is what me and you both experienced, is that like, yeah, it was kind of weird because at first it was like, it's going to be shipped in its original packaging. And I was like, how the fuck are you yeah. going to do that? Like, that just sounds really goddamn troll. Um, and then the other thing was that it was going to come 
to your house the following week, which I believe that was just like a placement holder because like they didn't know exactly when they were able to ship them out. And it turns out that they got them at the warehouse, I guess, the day of, which is a little weird. Um, so now they are now arriving today, which is the day after November 13th for most people, I would assume. Um, but yeah, you know, new consoles, definitely exciting times. But I understand why they did the whole online thing, which uh, I guess we'll, I guess we could just talk about it now with the whole uh, PlayStation launch uh, being online only. Yeah. Um, so the reason why they did it uh, was because of Corona, which makes sense. They don't want people lining up and, you know, causing huge crowds and whatever to just, just to go and get these consoles because people want to go and get it physically. They're going to make sure that they have it. Um, so if you were to go to the store and get it physically, you would have to do a sort of like online pickup service if they have that. So for example, at my job, uh, it was only available through online pickup. So whenever the website went up and you were able to order it and have it be online pickup, you were going to get it at the designated store that you picked, that you picked within like the next couple of hours or whatever. So yeah, you know, obviously people really did want to go out and get these consoles themselves, you know, line up, do whatever they had to do to go and get one. Uh, but, you know, with Corona, the the uh, PlayStation and Microsoft both, I guess, agreed to be like, I let's just do it online only, um, which once again makes sense. But I could understand why people were upset about that. Yeah. Um, again, it's, it's just weird times. I mean, I think they did the responsible thing by making it online only because you know mm -hmm. like covid's only getting worse every day unfortunately so especially in the u.s uh, yes <laughs> yeah especially in the u.s um you know it's been pretty bad um so i think it was the more responsible move to make it only online this year because again it's been a crazy year uh, i think people have to understand that you know give people some leeway you know this is all new things you know we're not really used to doing everything online for like every single thing mm -hmm. including console launches so um yeah, just be patient. Like, if, if you bought a console, you're probably going to get it. It just might take a while. You know, I, you know, I was sad I didn't get my PS5 at launch day, but I got it the next day. So, it really isn't that big of a deal. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, just be patient. You know, it will come. And, you know, it, just remember this is the safe way to do it. You know, if, if we were lining up in Best Buy or GameStop with a bunch of people, that would just be a big risk or, like, everyone involved. So, mm -hmm. yeah, again, I, I think this was the responsible move they did. It's just, yeah, it could be a little annoying, but, you know. That's just how the world is right now. Yeah, and definitely the the cases in the U.S. are going up because of the recent election. People were lining up really close to each other, not six feet, and having to wait on super long lines. You know, people are going to get reckless and take off their masks and things like that. I'm not going to get into it, but that's probably one of the main sort of reasons why the cases are going up. But yeah, definitely very responsible for both companies to sort of be like, it's going to be online only. Um, and for my store... Uh, the electronics department knew about the online stuff way before PlayStation and Microsoft even announced it. So, yeah, and uh, the uh, people that were working there, one of our friends, uh, John, he was like, what the hell is Xbox doing? You know, like, why is it Why is it online only? And then when PlayStation came out with their announcement, they're like, oh, okay, like, that makes sense now. So, you know, it being online only, obviously, they, they probably got some really, like, mean and rude customers over the phone or in person or whatever, but... Uh, yeah, I was definitely working back there just to like cover some breaks and people were like, someone called and they were like, uh, so like, what's the deal with the PlayStation 5 launch? And I was like, uh, well, it's going to be all online, this and that. So, and th that person was very respectful about it. And then I think like a couple minutes later, someone actually walked up to me and asked about the Xbox launch. And I'm pretty sure done the same thing online only because COVID, but yeah, online stuff is just the way it is right now because of COVID. Yeah, it, 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 it's, it's difficult times, but we'll get through it, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so enough of us rambling about all that stuff. Let's get into our recent activities. What have we been doing in the past two weeks? So I got a list again. So I'll let you go first because we're going to do Attack on Titan spoilers at the end. So Yes, we are. Uh, <laughs> so I, I don't have a lot. I've mostly been waiting for the PS5 you know, to play a bunch of things. So I, I'm, I've been mostly keeping it chill. Um, I'll be in No More Heroes 2 since I, I be in No More Heroes 1 in the last podcast. And I, I think it's really good. I honestly think there's a lot of improvements here. Uh, graphically, mm -hmm. the game looks way better. It's actually crazy that this is like still on the Wii technically. Like it, like the character models look so much better than they did in No More Heroes 1. And I don't even think it was that long of a gap. I think it was like two, three years between No More Heroes 1 and 2. I can't remember. I think it was three years. 
um but yeah like the animations and just like the character models in general just look so much better um i think the combat was also like improved upon you know you have like this gauge where you could uh fill it up when you kill more enemies and don't get hit and you go into like the super fast mode and just kill a bunch of enemies um just again the combat in general just feels more smooth uh you could switch between different blade katanas uh even though you would never switch out the dual blade one because that one is amazing um you know I, i still think the bosses were fun and creative uh Playing as the other characters, you can play as Shinobu, and you can play as Henry, I think, for, like, a level. But there, there were fun, sort of, like, refreshing little things you could play, because, you know, you're always playing as Travis. So it's nice to play as a different character, even though Shinobu's, like, platforming is very, very clunky. But it, it was it was still kind of fun. Uh, the music is really good. I, I don't think I had to talk about the music in the first game, but, you know, it was also extremely good. And I can mm-hmm. say the same exact thing for this game. It was fantastic music. Um but overall yeah i think gameplay wise it's better but i feel like the overall feel of it uh i feel like no more heroes one has a better overall feel if that makes sense like i feel like this game goes a little too zany like you know it's a lot more crazy than the first one and i feel like it kind of loses something since i don't think suda actually produced it like i know he like he was like in the game but he didn't really like he wasn't as involved in this game as he was in the first one so I feel like it lost a little something just because he wasn't as involved in this game as he was in the first game. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping to get that feel back in No More Heroes 3. But um, again, I, I think No More Heroes 2 was an improvement on almost every way except, you know, like, I guess that general feel that Suda would bring into that, you know, into the series, I guess. Um, but yeah, overall, I thought it was a great game. They, they took out all the filler, basically. Like, there was never a time where I felt like I had to grind for money for, like, anything. Um, all like the the training you could do is like super cheap. The blade katanas really aren't expensive, and it is the, you only buy like two of them. So, because uh, the, the other two I think you just get. So, um, that you know you don't really have to grind for money at all. Uh, you don't have to grind for money to actually go progress the story, which is really nice. Since that was a big issue, like this game, I think took me seven hours. Well, No More Heroes One took me about twelve hours. So yeah, and all that time was basically just grinding. Since <laughs> while the grinding, yeah, the games are pretty short, which is fine. Like I'm okay with shorter games, honestly. Um, but yeah, I think the game was just overall an improvement from one in like most ways. So it, it, I'm very excited to see what they do in No More Heroes 3 and how they evolve like the combat and like the story and all that stuff. So yeah, uh, I was a big fan of No More Heroes 2 and just the series in general. I'm probably going to pick up No More, uh, not No More Heroes. What is it? Travis Strikes Again at some point. I know it's not yeah. really necessary. It's a spinoff, but I, I would like to play it as well. Uh, probably get it on sale at some point if it's ever on sale. Uh, cause yeah, I, I, I am now a, a, a big fan of the series. I can't wait for No More Heroes 3, which is hopefully still coming out next year, I believe. So yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So, and the last thing, cause again, I haven't really been doing much uh, the past few weeks is, uh, been watching Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, not the, not the other one. <laughs> cause I, I, th- I, I believe the other one wasn't even finished and it was made like a few years before this one. Uh, again, I don't, I'm not too sure. Everyone just says watch Brotherhood. So I'm like, okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> And yeah, th- this series is like super acclaimed. Like this is like everyone always talks about Full Metal Alchemist. I-, I believe it's still the top of uh, my anime list is like the top one anime. I believe yeah. like it- it's super highly regarded. And I'm about halfway. I'm like episode 34 out of like 60. And um, yeah, I can see why it is really good. Um, I think this series d- does like world building again really well. Like it really explains like alchemy and how it works, all the different countries, and I, I love that shit. Like <laughs> I love when like games or or shows like Avatar. Um, Avatar does a good job really explaining like bending and all these different nations and their cultures. And Full Metal Alchemist does that as well. And I just love that. It really makes the world feel like alive. Uh, all the characters are really likable, and this, the show actually does a good job, sort of like splitting the protagonists. Like, you know, you follow um, uh, Edward like a lot because you know he's the main character, but I think he does a good job showing you like other branches of like all the other characters. Like, there's like the army people you follow a lot. There's a, another group of characters that you follow a lot, like the villains you follow a lot and see what their motives are. And I think that's really good for like fleshing out the the characters in the world and like their motivations. And it still has a bunch of mystery and cons- conspiracies and all that good stuff that I love about <laughs> you know anime. Uh, the mm-hmm. fight scenes are amazing. I believe this uh, animated by Bones, which made my hero. Um, that you know anime my hero I should say and mm-hmm. uh yeah the, like the fight scenes are, are really good like the way to use alchemy again it's it's super flashy a lot of cool moves going on a lot more like melee type combat than i expected uh, i expected more like magical type like stuff flying everywhere but it is like a lot of like hand-to-hand combat um 
but yeah, the, the show is really good. I'm halfway through it, and uh, I can't wait to see the rest of it. You know, I can't really say much else without spoiling it, while getting my thoughts, you know, after I finish it. But um, yeah, I'm excited to see how the ending is, because again, this is a highly regarded anime, so I really want to see why. I mean, I, I'm starting to pick up why, but you know, I, I want to really see like what, like how great it is. So yeah, um, I've been enjoying that, and that's about it. <laughs> yeah, you want to see the full reason, exactly. Of course, yeah, I always want, <laughs> I always want to watch the full series before it's like I say it's like, yeah, this is amazing. I mean, Attack on Titan, but you know, I, I still want to see how that, I still want to see how that show ends before I definitively say, yeah, this thing is amazing. So yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, Hunter Hunter, <laughs> not to brag, but they also do <laughs> world building and explaining. Oh yeah, yeah, I, that I, stuff. I do, I, I do want to watch Hunter. That might be my next one. After from alchemist yeah hunter hunter's a big boy so maybe it's a good idea you did start with full metal alchemist i'm probably gonna start on that soon gonna be honest it's it's 60 episodes so isn't like it's it's beefy but not like not that beefy so yeah all right so what have i been doing tft uh recently when i played i lost pretty much every game but it's okay i was playing with (laughs) kofi so i was having fun um you know still doing the stupid brawler hunter bs you know just people stealing my comp it's actually happening now because last episode no one was really contesting me but i guess people found out so um but yeah just been goofing around on that i think i played one game of valorant and i i, I was straight up inting but it was fine to be playing unrated um no more heroes so the one day i had off i don't know why i, I like woke up at like 5 a.m because like i so i was so tired from work i fell asleep at like 7 8 p.m so then i woke up at like 5 6 a.m i, I feel that yeah. <laughs> so then i was like shit what do i do so then i was like screw it i'm just gonna start no more heroes because i moved because because of the ps5 i have no room in my entertainment center so i moved my wii u upstairs to my room to my old tv at my old setup so i started playing no more heroes and thank god i could choose to have the wii emulator be played on the gamepad because my audio for my tv shot so i just have the audio go through the gamepad um and just play like that um and yeah no more heroes is fun um i can see why people say it's grindy because like after i beat the first like boss or whatever i i had to like grind for like an hour to like get to the next one because i'm like i I need money so i was like all right i guess i'm just doing these missions and some of them i'm doing like over and over again but it's okay because i was like listening to the trash taste podcast i was just re-listening to episodes because i just love listening to them just like bullshit or whatever so um yeah you know no more heroes one i only got up to where i was before maybe i'll play more i'm not entirely sure just because you know now i have the ps5 so that might take a back seat once again um and speaking of the ps5 spider-man miles morales not gonna say anything because i know mm-hmm. damien hasn't played it yet so i don't want to yeah. give away anything but i played it took me like seven eight hours i really liked it really really, really fun uh, more in-depth thoughts for me personally will come out next week when I do my video review and probably sometime sooner is like my written article that I'll post on Medium. And then next episode, me and Damien will 100% talk about Miles Morales Spider-Man oh, yeah. along with the remaster uh, if we mm-hmm. get to it. Uh, we probably might finish it, maybe not. I'm, I'm not entirely sure, but we'll try to you know talk about it and you know talk about the Peter Parker model and our thoughts on it once we actually get to play it. Um, and then anime and other stuff. So Haikyuu still is hype. Really, really fun shown in anime to continue watching every week. Noblesse, I shat on it last week and I'm still going to shit on it today. <laughs> um, honestly, like it's getting a little better, but I'm just like, man, like this show, like I, I, I still don't know exactly what's going on within the world. I don't know how the powers work. I don't know a lot of stuff of what's going on other than like... Uh, this guy's a vampire i think there's like monsters they use drugs to like get stronger i don't know like stuff's just happening and i'm just watching it um i might drop it i'm not entirely sure i, I might just finish it and just be like it's a it's a two out of ten show the worst webtoon show that they've made so Damn. far <laughs> um but who knows it could get better that's why i'm still sticking around with it but most of the time with these like webtoon shows you know like about like halfway through like they sort of like decline in quality like god of high school 100 percent did uh but that show was like kind of weird because like it was super fast paced and like each episode like there it, it was literally just a entire tournament arc but like they didn't take time with the tournament fights like episode or like fights would end like almost instantly um and then with uh, tower of god i'm not entirely sure what it was but it just didn't feel like all that new or like there wasn't like a hook for me to like get super into it but noblesse is is definitely just like i don't even know what the hell is going on um jujutsu kaisen i'm definitely behind the 
Jujutsu Kaisen hype train. This show is really, really fun to watch um, as a sort of newer shonen. Um, it it sort of feels like My Hero, where it's like it's it has studied other shonens and know what to do within this shonen in particular. Uh, but this one has like demons and like the guys in high school again, like I said the last episode. <laughs> Always. Um, and the characters are funny. Um, there's a lot of charm and sort of character there uh, for each character. Um, and yeah, it's just a fun show that I really like watching every single week. Um, the Demon Slayer manga. So last time I talked about it, I read one volume of the, uh, pretty much the train arc, which is the movie. And -hmm. since then I went from volume seven to now volume 14 that I've read all. Um, so I'm like really, really far ahead. Um, and you know, you could consider me a, a manga reader for Demon Slayer now. Uh, but I will eventually catch up to where the English sort of mangas are. Because uh, I'm not going to read the rest online. I, I'm, I'm honestly just going to wait for them to be released in volumes. Uh, so hopefully no one spoil, spoils it for me by then. Uh, but so far, so good. I'm really liking it. I think season two of the anime is going to be extremely hype. Cannot wait to watch the movie because I think the stuff that happens in the movie is also pretty cool. Uh, so yeah, I'm just a huge Demon Slayer fanboy, if I can say that much. Because... Honestly, like volume 14, like I didn't even read it during like my work break because like that's how that's how I'm able to read so much of it is just by like during like my 45 minute break, I would just like read like pretty much half or three fourths of a volume uh, and then like go home and then just like read the rest. Uh, But like for volume 14, I literally just like read it all at home because I was just like, why not? So uh, and then Attack on Titan. So season three, uh, mm-hmm. pretty sure most of it I watched with Kofi because uh, we just coincidentally just happened to be on like the same episodes because like uh, I stopped watching it for a bit and then like he binged watched like most of season two or whatever. And then like at a certain point, we just like started watching it like together, I guess, uh, which was fun because season three is very interesting. So by the way, spoilers, we're going to talk about spoilers because I think that the show is very interesting and it's kind of hard to talk about what happens without spoiling stuff. Basically, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you don't want to hear that attack on Titan spoiler talk, skip to the PlayStation news that we will talk about. Uh, but yeah, attack on Titan season three, part one and two. So first up, I want to know like, where do you rank the uh, seasons? Uh, I love season three the most. If I put I, I, honestly, if I put season three, two, and one like that, like just like yeah, so that, mm-hmm. that's my ranking: season three first, season two second, and then season one third. Okay, oh, but yeah, yeah. which part's better, part one or part two? Oh, which part's three? better? Probably part two. Yeah. Okay, but, so pretty much you you're just saying the show gets better and better as it keeps going. Okay. Uh, I believe so. Yes. All right. Uh, I mean, me personally, um. Where did I rank them on my stupid anime list? Uh, so, like, honestly, season three, part one, I wasn't too hot on. I'm going to be honest, because, like, the first episode with, like, Levi, like, killing those dudes, I was like, all right, this shit's fucking hype. Like, oh, my God. Like, I am, I'm into it again. And then, like, the rest of season three, part one, I, I was just kind of, like, mad on it. I don't know. It was just, you know, a lot of, like, politics and them just, like, talking about, like, what is right for, like, the country, I guess, or, like, what's yeah. going on w- with, like, the walls or whatever. But uh, part two of season three definitely, like, picked it up. And I think that that's where, like, the show sort of brings it back. But I don't know, man. Season one, when I was just watching it, I was just like, man, like, what the hell? Like, these, like, surprise moments, these, like, fights. Like, everything about season one is still, like, top tier for me. Um, So I would definitely rank it number one. And then, I guess, uh, season three, part two. Then season two. Then season three, part one. Uh, That's just me personally. So don't kill me in the comments if you're (laughs) listening. But... Yeah, uh, I mean, like, the one moment in uh, Season 3 Part 2 that, like, really, like, uh, sort of, like, shocked me and Kofi was during, like, the flashback sequences where they were, like, explaining on how, like, the Titans sort of, like, came to be in, in like, what yeah. was in the basement. Because, like, the entire show is about, like, what's in the basement? What's in the basement? And then we finally get there. I was like, Pog, let's go. And then, you know, it's, like, a, a, a couple of episodes of, like, lore episodes. That's what Kofi called it. He's like, ah, Resident Evil for lore episodes. Here we go. Um, but when that guy mentioned Armin and Mikasa, I was like, wait, what the fuck? And then he was like, I don't even know who those people are. I was like, wait a minute. Like, what is going on here? So yeah. like, what did, what was your like reaction to that as well? I guess. All right. So like the whole basement stuff, I was just blown. Cause literally the show just opens up into an entirely different show now since, the, you know, you learned that 
yeah, it's it's just one country in a big world. They're not, you know, like humanity isn't being attacked by titans. It's more like they're like sort of like in their own prison, if that makes sense. Like mm-hmm. those people in, you know, in the show, everyone there is basically a titan or like that different race of people. And they're technically in war with like people that can't turn into titans, if that makes sense. So like Eren and everyone in that the group of people, everyone you know in the show basically has like titan blood in them that's why they're able to if they get injected with that stuff they could turn into a titan but those normal people in the other side of that other country can't do that um so yeah that that like just blew my mind i'm like what is happening <laughs> there's like a whole country there, there's war there's like not like you know like oh it just completely flipped the whole show around and if you watch the season four trailer it, it's like a completely different show now it's like just a war now i'm like what is going on <laughs> i think that's so cool that it, the show totally flipped on what it is and like the show just got so much bigger like you know you're not dealing with titans anymore you know it, it, I, you're just dealing with people now like it, like they're like the actual threat you know the, you know usually things do that it's like oh you know the supernatural thing isn't the issue anymore it's actual people but i don't know i, th- I think it did it really well um and those lore episodes, I I love them because it really goes into like everything, like that the show like built up from like explain mm-hmm. like all the other Titans you saw from season one were actually like his like you know Aaron's or who, who was his dad I, I forgot it, there was a lot of things right yeah <laughs> there was like, like gr- grandpa or great grandpa I don't even know yeah 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 I think it was like his granddad or something like his like sort of friends that were turned into Titans and pushed off the wall like those were all from in season one so like that was really cool that he he brought that back um like that smiling titan that killed his mom was you know his like dad's or his yeah yeah it was his dad's first wife i think mm-hmm. <laughs> again it gets really complicated but i i thought all that world building and stuff was super cool in the show that i really thought had really good world building uh that all that stuff was was like just ingenious to me and again with with him saying about like Mikasa and Armin, like, I'm like, I don't know what's going on. Like, there's just a lot more <laughs> questions still. Um, and that's good. I, I like it when a show, like, the show revealed so much to you, but you still have, like, so many questions. Like, what, what, what? But also, mm-hmm. like, oh, that makes sense now. And I, I think that's a really cool feeling uh, that I never really got before. Like, I know people were really hyping up the basement even before I watched it. I'm like, man, but, like, n- something in there has to just change the whole show, and it really did. I'm like, it completely changed the genre of the show, and I think that's just super neat. I don't know. Um, Yeah, but j- just, yeah, the second half, sorry, I'm just rambling. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, sec- yeah, keep going. <laughs> the second half of part, uh, of season three was just amazing. Even uh, before the basement, just the, the whole fight with the uh, Beast Titan armored and Colossal Titan was just amazing. Like, I remember watching uh, when Levi cut down the Beast Titan. It was like mm-hmm. 4 a.m. and I just screamed, "Let's go!" I was <laughs> so hyped that Levi absolutely decimating the Beast Titan was like probably the most hyped thing I've ever saw in my life. It was amazing. And again, uh, what I love about this show is, yeah, there's some trump card moments, but usually someone like has to like pay a big price for it. Like I guess the only Deus Ex Machina in this show, actually, there's two. Uh, when Eren just screamed and all the Titans sort of like um, uh, sort of attacked the other Titan from season two, I think that mm-hmm. was kind of like a Deus Ex like power up move. And when Armin got, you know, Armin was burnt to a crisp, and then he just bombed. And out. then that- he was still alive. I was like, huh? Yeah. So those were the only two like sort of like moments like that. But besides that, the show usually does a good job being like, yeah, they won at the end, but everyone's dead. <laughs> like, yeah. And I, I thought they did a good job with that in uh, uh, see, uh, season three, part two with, uh, you know, Levi was able to, you know, attack and well, he didn't kill the beast Titan, but, you know, he got he did most. You know, he, he, he stumps now. Um mm-hmm. But, you know, the the commander died. Like, basically, all the scouts are dead. It's only really them. So I think it really does show that there's still a big price to pay every time they do, like, have a victory. Um, and I thought, yeah, in the first part of season three, I mean, I liked it. But, yeah, it is a lot. It is very different. And mm-hmm. I know a lot of people say it in the manga. They actually said the anime did it way better than the manga, apparently. Like, people said in the manga it was, like, not that great, but they made it a bit better. I, it's different. And I can understand why people wouldn't like it that much, but I liked it for what it was. It was, you know, more political, more about the people. Uh, you know, I thought I did some cool things with, like, you know, uh, what's-her-face, Historia's, like, dad and all yeah. that stuff. So, uh, But, yeah, I, I can understand why people wouldn't like it as much because, you know, it is very different from what the rest of the series is. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I, I still found it enjoyable. Um, 
But yeah, what what are your what, what are your more of your thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the whole like uh, nah, it's okay. Krista and Krista slash Historia's like character yeah. and her backstory, I found that to be very interesting. Like that was definitely a very shining part of season three, part one. Yeah. Uh, like just like watching on how that played out and like what like I guess her dad did to her in her family, and I was just like, what is going on here? Like, what the fuck? You did this? Like, what? Um, but yeah, and then like her plan to like sort of regain power was to be the one to do the finishing blow on the Titan to show the people that, hey, I am fit to sort of, I guess, rule you guys or whatever. Um, so yeah, I definitely liked her character. You know, she was best girl in the show without a doubt, by the way, just kidding. Uh, (laughs) I like it. It's kind of hard, you know, cause like Mikasa just like, she just does shit and she's a simp. So it's just like. Like, she's good on the field, and then she just simps for Aaron. I'm like, you know, it is what it is. Um, but, yeah, season three, part two is definitely a lot of just, like, what is going on here? Like, when uh, when uh, Armin was, like, he could be hiding in the walls, and then Reiner just popped out. Like, I was literally, like, sitting back in my chair. Me and Kofi had a cams on. I was literally sitting back, and then he popped out. I was sitting up, like, super close. <laughs> I was like, hmm? Like, what is going on? So... Yeah, definitely the uh, surprise moments of this show are definitely, like, the highlights, I would say, because, like, those are definitely the most memorable moments, without a doubt, uh, because, you know, season one, just going back to that, like, when it was revealed that, like, Aaron could turn into a Titan and that, like, people could turn into Titans in general, like, I was just like, oh, okay, so that's, like, why this show is so interesting and why people really do like this show, and also, you know, the action, the animation, all that stuff, um, but, yeah, definitely um, season three, part two, just, like, a lot of stuff was just like happening and i was just like okay i guess that that explains that but we'll, like you said there's still like a lot more questions as to what is going to happen and hopefully the final season will be able to sort of explain all that because you know the manga readers will be like it will it will be super duper good so uh yeah i guess we have yet to i guess experience peak attack on titan which is kind of weird to say because the show is already so good as is um but the uh the army turning into a titan or whatever um and eating what's his name Bert, uh, yeah, yeah Bert, whatever the hell his name is bernie um <laughs> <laughs> i mean i kind of saw that coming because you know i saw the uh, season four post and i saw Armin was on it and i was like oh uh this moment in, in the show is kind of ruined by myself so i can't really blame it on the show but i was just like man like it was it was really between Armin, who doesn't do shit on the field, and the commander. And I was like, that's like the most like sort of like bipolar sort of like choice you have to make there. And no matter what choice you make, there's gonna be someone upset on the other side. So, uh, I guess it's because they. I mean, they were sort of leading up to it where the commander, like, yeah, he he wants to see like what was in the basement, like that was his whole goal in life. But he mm-hmm. also felt like he killed too many people to really deserve it, and um. With Armin, like, they showed, like, hey, he's, uh, you know, he, he's more, like, he could grow to be more of a technical, like, genius than he could be if he, like, grew up some more. So I think that's mm-hmm. sort of, like, kind of leading up to, like, Armin being more of a, like, a tactician than, like, you know. Because obviously in combat, he's not going to do much, you know. I think mm-hmm. everyone knows that. But he, he's a very smart boy. So, like, they could be, like, <laughs> okay, he could probably be, like, sort of, like, the next sort of, like, tactician that could help, like, win this war. So they probably thought, okay, it'd probably be better for him to get the the titan power and to come back to life um so yeah i i didn't have an issue with that decision because I, I also felt like the commander's arc was kind of over like they kind of like you know they did a lot with him and i really mm-hmm. liked his character but i felt like they couldn't really do much more with him while armin they could do a lot more with him so yeah that's probably why they did that so i, I don't really have an issue with that but yeah. um I didn't either. Yeah. All I'm saying is that at the end of season one, I was like, that guy's going to die. <laughs> so, and I knew it. So, yeah, but like you said, you definitely made some good points about like his arc being over uh, and, you know, Armin getting that sort of Titan power. Then later on, us finding out that literally all of them have the ability to become a Titan as long as they get that serum. Oh, by the way, in season three, part one, when like uh, Historia like goes against her father's wishes from being a Titan and sort of like knocks the canister out and like it breaks. I was like, oh, okay, let's fucking go. And then like yeah. the dad like takes one lick of it and then like becomes like that big ass Titan. I was like, wait he's that big and he just licked it like i i think it was because I, I think the reason that happened was because 
I think it just messed up. Like, maybe if you, like, take the injection wrong, it just mutates him into, like, some weird abomination. That's what I got from that. Because mm-hmm. I feel like if you put it directly in your bloodstream, maybe it would, like, be normal. But he kind of just, like, started licking it from the <laughs> ground. So I'm like, maybe that messed it up. I, I'm not really too sure because he became, like, a giant slug monster. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, it was just that so funny. Like, after that moment, Kofi was just, like man like imagine if he took the whole thing i was like (laughs) my god yeah but definitely uh you know overall like i i obviously me and damien both really really enjoyed the show uh probably damien a little more um fucking loved it (laughs) but yeah i really really like attack on time and i cannot wait for it to start up again less than a month from now like that is kind of crazy because yeah i know that i recently just found out that there was like a four-year gap between season one and two (laughs) which i'm like four years that's crazy like if i had to wait four years for demon slayer i would wait obviously because you know i know what's gonna happen already but jesus christ you know like that is a very very long time but you know the final season is gonna happen soon and i cannot wait for all that to happen so yeah uh i basically i loved it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, I still feel like Attack on Titan is probably my favorite anime at the moment. I'm going to wait until it's finished, obviously. Because, mm-hmm. you know, I think people have been burned by, like, Game of Thrones and other shows that, like, ended horribly. So I'm just going to wait until it's over. Then I can say, say, hey, this is, like, probably my favorite anime. So, yeah, I just really liked it. <laughs> I think it does a lot of things well, and I just really enjoy it. And I, I'm not alone on that, obviously. Like, yeah. you know, if you're not watching Attack on Titan just because, oh, it's overrated... I say give it a try because it's very good. You know, there's a reason yeah. why it's so loved and overrated. It's because it is good. So, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely, definitely watch it. Definitely worth a try. Uh, even if you're not into anime, I think it's super good. So, yeah, de- yeah. definitely recommend that. Yeah, so. definitely. Uh, yeah, give it a shot because I definitely was like, man, this thing's like really like highly praised. And like a lot of people were like clamoring about it. Like, yo, 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 this, this is a really, really, really good anime. And I was like, is it though? so you know when you were like you know clamoring about it, i was like all right i guess i'll give it a shot and then you know me and kofi fell for it obviously so it is pretty good it's a pretty good uh shonen if you will so also the show's technically a mech anime because like aaron like rides a meat mech so <laughs> <laughs> so yeah got him you're enjoying yep. a mech anime <laughs> i guess i am so <laughs> uh let's get into the playstation news real quick we got two articles the first one kind of broke out uh two weeks ago right after we released the episode and it is about ps5 faceplates so there was this i guess company or seller was trying to uh you know sell people you know custom playstation 5 plates because you know it was revealed that you can take the plates off and you know swap them out do you know really cool things with it so this guy was like oh okay I guess I could, you know, sort of take advantage of this and, you know, sort of make a buck over it, making customized faceplates. So Sony was like, you're not doing that. Uh, so they took legal action. Well, first up, the uh, the website was called platestation5.com, <laughs> which was uh, not subtle at all. So they had to rebrand to customizemyplates.com. That's an amazing name, though. <laughs> yeah, I love Play- that. <laughs> PlayStation 5, like, it's pretty simple. It's pretty clean. Um, but obviously Sony was like, no, 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 no. That's like, uh, what's that thing called trademark infringement that they said in yeah. this article? So I'm like, okay, whatever. Uh, and then, you know, customize my plates. But they were like, no, no, no you can't do f- custom face plates, period. And then they were like, all right, I guess we're just uh, going to sell skins like everyone else. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it just seems interesting because there were definitely a lot of people on Twitter that were vocal on both sides where it was like, Oh, you know, like he's just trying to, you know, sort of give people a way to have, you know, a really cool faceplate for their PlayStation. And then there were were other people that were like, well, he didn't take like the, you know, official like legal matters of doing, you know, going to Sony and being like, hey, is it okay if I do this? Uh, Me personally, you know, if someone's trying to make a quick buck off of a a multi-million dollar company, I'm not going to, you know, defend a multi-million dollar company, you know. Um, But at the same time, he definitely should have, you know thought about the actual like legal legal sort of uh repercussions of doing it like that so you know it is what it is uh you know i guess saudi might do their own custom plates or maybe they just don't want people making custom plates in general who knows so yeah that's kind of weird they showed it as a feature and now they're like punishing people for like making like a thing out of it like i don't really get why like i guess no only we could do it though like you could change Mm -hmm. the plates but only we could do it like that's weird (laughs) 
Yeah, definitely seems a little strange. I mean, you know, people could, you know, skins skins are pretty harmless. Yeah, that's true. It's, it's just a big ass sticker you slap on your PlayStation. So, and people have been doing skins forever. You know, since like I guess the Xbox PlayStation Three era. You know, skins. I remember I had a skin on my Wii. It was goddamn Naruto. Um, <laughs> and same thing for the Xbox. I think it was also Naruto or, or whatever. But you know, people will buy skins because they think they look cool, and then they realize years later they're like, "Yeah, that was kind of that's kind of weird. Why did I do that?" Um, cringe, bro. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you know, custom faceplates. Maybe Sony will sell official ones with like PlayStation characters on them. Because if they sell one with Spider-Man on it, you know, I'm all in on that shit. Oh yeah, if there's like a Miles one, I would probably buy that because I love. Yeah, that. I just want it to be black, honestly. Like <laughs> but also, they could just be like, you know, saving that for like exclusive faceplate for like a console console edition or whatever you know like maybe like the next god of war it has like this custom you know playstation 5 faceplate on it who knows so yeah but that's obviously not gonna stop from like ebay china sellers from like making their own custom faceplates and who knows what that will do to your playstation 5 you know maybe that's why they also don't want people to do it because they're like afraid it's gonna break people's consoles and then they're gonna go to uh, sony and be like hey my my uh playstation 5 isn't working well why why is that happening and then you know say hey are you using custom faceplates like yeah well that's your issue so um yeah i don't know if maybe that's why again Mm -hmm. maybe it could just be that greedy and just want to sell their own i don't really know but um i i still think it's cool regardless the ps5 has custom faceplates um i never Mm -hmm. used the feature like i know the 3ds had uh you could change like the the front plate in some of them yeah on the uh, new 3ds or whatever yeah i forget which 3ds because it's like a billion (laughs) of them but um yeah i I, I think it's a cool feature to add like personality to ps5 but i I don't know i might keep it the same honestly but well we'll see about that yeah depending on how much they are and whether they are actually going to sell them or not so yeah we're just gonna have to wait and see because you know sony being very very sort of like legal action about it sort of speaks volumes uh more than the actual i guess action itself or whatever um actions speak louder than words that's pretty much what i'm trying to say here (laughs) (laughs) all right so uh so yeah, remember when Sony X said you couldn't like transfer your saves to like Spider-Man Remaster? <laughs> well, they said psych, and now you can actually transfer your save to the Spider-Man Remaster, and there will be new suits for the uh, PS4 version around Thanksgiving. And now, is the uh, are those skins in the PS5 Remaster already? Or okay, like... so yes, these skins. Uh, if you get the Ultimate Edition, which I assume yeah. you have right next to you, yes, I do. These yeah. skins are already on the game. I I believe I believe you unlock them like straight from the beginning or whatever. So okay. Uh, pretty much what Insomniac is doing, uh, they're kind of backtracking on what they said before, and they're giving the PlayStation 4 users of this game the skins, and on top of that, the able to export your save from the PS4 version to the remaster. And this update is going to be given out around Thanksgiving, which to anyone that is not in the U.S. or forgets when Thanksgiving is, that is around November 26th, so a couple weeks from now. So... My opinion on this uh, is that, I mean, it's good for, like, consumers and people that actually want to not replay the whole game again. Because, personally, I'm going to replay the yeah, me too. remastered again, because why not? Uh, just because I love this game so much and I want to experience it fully with its 60 frames per second, Hell 4K yeah. resolution, all that good stuff. Um, but, you know, to people that don't want to do that and sort of just, like, want to, you know, swing around or, you know, finish their 100% completion run or whatever the case may be, um, I'm sure that that's going to, like, affect trophies in some way or whatever. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, it's just Insomnia trying to be as friendly as possible because Insomnia games already, like, when it comes to Spider-Man, they've done a lot for Spider-Man. Like, they gave us the Raimi suit. They gave us the Into the Spider-Verse suit. There's also a couple of other suits in the Miles Morales game that are pretty cool as well. Um, but yeah, they, they've just done so much for Spider-Man, Peter Parker and Miles Morales respectively. And it's just like, you know, them doing this as well is just, it's just nice to see. Yeah. Uh, you know, it really shows that, I mean, you know, if anyone's been watching this podcast for the last, like how many years have been doing <laughs> this, you know, I love a Sony act, you know, they're, they're very important dev to me. I love them. And mm-hmm. seeing them put so much care into like my childhood hero being Spider-Man, that's like, oh, it's amazing. Like, you know, they they put a lot of care into uh into the 2018 game. You know, they're constantly adding suits and stuff. Um, and now with you know they sort of backtrack what they said by you know they could add the suits to the PS4 game with save transfers. You know, I think it really shows that they really listen 
to the uh, to the player base and see how they feel. I mean, obviously not about Peter's face because you know people are just being toxic about it. But I feel <laughs> I feel like for everything else, like they they've been really like nice to like all the consumers of this game because like if you bought that game, they want to make sure they actually like your voice is heard and that you will get the content that you know that's in the other version. So I think that's really neat. And um, yeah, I'm looking for. I mean, I, I probably I'll probably transfer my save, but I'm, I'm just gonna play the whole game again anyway because you know I kind of want to. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and unlike you, I haven't played it since 2018. Well, that's a lie. I haven't played it since the last DLC, but you know what I mean. I haven't mm-hmm. played the base game since 2018, so I'm very excited to play it with the new uh, 60 FPS and like all the other enhancements on the PS5. It's going to be fantastic. Yeah, I definitely overplayed that game <laughs> a shit ton <laughs> over the past year just because why not? So, But yeah, I'm definitely very excited to jump back into that one when whenever the FedEx guy comes in because uh, that's where my ultimate ed- edition is because I bought the launch edition at my job because I was like, I'm not going to wait t- till tomorrow to play this game because I know that I can probably finish it in the time that it takes between now and then. And I did, so there's that, but... <laughs> You know, Insomniac Games, once again, being very uh, friendly to the spready community, despite them. Like, they probably get harassed so much on Twitter through, just because of bullshit or whatever. Um, and Insomniac Games reiterated that the only way to get the remaster, as of right now, is to uh, either get the Ultimate Edition, and then if you buy the PS4 Miles Morales game, there is a way to upgrade it for $20 to the Ultimate uh, to the ultimate Edition, which pretty much makes the remastered of uh, Spider-Man uh, 20 bucks um and people want a upgrade from the ps4 to the ps5 remaster personally i don't think that that's really all that necessary just because the game has sold millions of copies before i've said this uh on previous episodes but the the game has already sold millions of copies the reason why it's bundled in with the Maz morales game is because they want you to buy the Maz morales game so they could boost those numbers they aren't worried about the remaster of Maz morales or the re- the remastered of the ps4 game they're worried about Miles Morales selling well, which the game is probably going to sell well because when I was working yesterday, I've seen multiple customers bring up to me like, hey, I paid for this in the back and it was a copy of Miles Morales, whether it was on the PS5 or the PS4. And I was like, hey, you know, you got to play that tonight? They're like, yeah, man, pretty excited, this and that. Um, but yeah, the game was going to sell really highly regardless. But to those people that just want to play the Peter Parker Spider-Man uh, in this remastered 60 frames per second PS5 version, you're going to have to go and get the Miles Morales edition, which is unfortunate. But at the same time, you're getting a badass Miles Morales game on top of it. So there's not much complaining there. But like I said, just to sort of TLDR this, this is just a uh, financial sort of strategy move by Sony to make sure that Miles Morales sells as many copies as possible. So a week from now, when you see them post an article about, hey, the game has sold however millions of copies, it's because of also them bundling it with the remaster. But also, Miles Morales as a character is just really, really popular now. And the game has been looking really good up until its release. But that's my long-winded sort of rant about why they aren't allowing you to upgrade it or why it's not being sold separately. So... What are your thoughts on it being, you know, sort of locked behind this Ultimate Edition? Um, I, I just see it as more like a bonus. Like, if you play the PS4 version, you know, it's not going to be like, you know, obviously the 60 frames and like the way to play the remaster is nice. But I feel like it's more like it's I'm starting to treat it more as a bonus if you buy Miles than anything else. Mm-hmm. Also, start to like offset like, hey, Miles is a shorter game. So here's the remaster. So you feel like you gain more bang for your buck, I guess. Um, and I think that's fine. I mean, I think maybe in the future they might make it a separate thing. It wouldn't surprise me if we see, like, next year, like, hey, you can just buy the remaster, like, separately. I, I, I think it is more to boost Miles' numbers or to feel more justified in paying, like, the 70 bucks for Miles. Because we'd be like, mm-hmm. hey, here, here's, you know, the base game before all its DLCs. So, and, you know, that, that's a lot longer than Miles is. So, mm-hmm. um, and it's also good for people that never played, you know, uh, Spider-Man on the PS4. Um, so yeah, I, I just, I'm just treating it as a bonus, honestly. Like, you know, I, I you know, I'm going to play it again cause I, I love Spider-Man on the uh, PS4, but as, as I'm seeing it right now, I'm just seeing it as a bonus. Like if you're getting the PS5, you're going to get miles anyway. So you might as well just throw the extra like 20 bucks for the ultimate edition and get the remaster. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I don't know anyone that's just like, Hey, I'm getting the PS5 and I just want to play Spider-Man on the PS4. <laughs> like, no, like you're probably going to get miles cause that's like the newer thing anyway. So yeah, I don't know. I like Maybe maybe they're entitled to for a pay upgrade. I don't really know. Uh, again, it wouldn't surprise me if they do do that in the future, but I, I highly doubt it. I think just get miles. I think you know. I think I think it's gonna be worth the price anyway. Um, yeah. 
And yeah, yeah, that does basically my thoughts. Just just get Miles. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, because um, you know what's it called? Lost my thought once again. God damn it! But um, yeah, I, I just think that uh, people are you know getting really like sort of comfortable with like game developers being really, really, really nice to them. The fact that Insomniac Games even backtracked it was like, all right, you can transfer your saves. We're gonna add these suits to the PS4 version as well, etc. Um, yeah, I just think that. Uh, eventually it will be on the PlayStation store for purchase for like 20 bucks or $30. However, they, they decide to price it because, uh, the way the ultimate edition works is that the remaster is on a voucher code and that voucher code has an expiration date. So eventually it is going to expire and there's going to be no way for you to purchase it. But obviously Sony wants that money and, you know, they're going to put it up on the store for purchase separately. But until then it's going to be locked behind this ultimate edition, which, Makes sense. So, um, yeah. plus I wouldn't worry about the code expiring because it expires in twenty twenty four. Yeah. Like, so yeah. hopefully by then we will get a sort of separate release digitally or even physically. Because honestly, I would I would not mind owning another copy of this game just because mm-hmm. I love it so much. Spider Man. So. Um. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, literally. <laughs> Later today, I'm going to have two copies of Miles Morales on the PlayStation 5 <laughs> oh because God. I didn't want to wait for the Ultimate Edition to come in the mail. You're what crazy. am I going to do with the second copy? I'm just going to keep it just for like collector's purposes because now I have the regular launch edition and now I have the Ultimate Edition. So first two games on my PS5 are the same fucking game. So call oh, me man, crazy. Man. But is there anything else you'd like to say, good sir? <laughs> um, no, I think that's everything. All right, so we thought this was going to be a short episode. but Yeah, we, we always listening. think it's going to be a short one, yeah. <laughs> thank you guys for listening to the Travis and David podcast, episode 49, actually. 49, my bad. Messed up the intro there. Thank you guys for listening to episode 49. We will see you guys next episode two weeks from now. Yeah, <laughs> <Get them> later. <laughs>